Hey guys, Unibot Bob again. It has been a while. Uh, there's a couple of uh, changes. Uh, one of which we have the Unibot token on the Unibot community page on OpenSea. I will soon update everything in terms of videos and wherever else the Unibots are branded to reflect the fact that we have uh, three collections now. Well, actually four. Uh, the Unibot original collection it's been rebranded as Unibot OG. It's been refreshed uh, using current drawing techniques. And the unique thing about, I want to talk about the Unibot token. The unique thing about that is we have a raffle we're doing. Uh, we will be doing a raffle with a projector. Projector retails about 100 to 125 bucks. We all know prices nowadays, they're going up. And that, you know, that's just a way to kind of help brand our community out, build it up. And right now we have the tokens. Uh, we have them set at about $8 right now based on the current price of Ethereum. And, you know, I'm building that out. Um, so that's pretty much what we have going on the NFT side of things. Now, the top channel here, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of more of a casual side. You know, I didn't want to necessarily talk on like subjects like a po politics or things like that. But, you know, the organization as a whole, it seeks to address basically issues of humanity. We seek to promote individuality, inclusion, diversity. So I can't promote goodness for humanity without talking about factors that affect humanity. Uh, we've uh, done some YouTube videos lately. We've done a video concerning uh, Illinois politics. You know, our, the, it's brand based here in Chicago. I mention Chicago a lot. If you see a lot of drawings, Chicago uses a backdrop on many of the drawings. And that's that's where it's based. And diving in a little bit into politics, Illinois is right now in a mess. Um, Illinois financially is broke. Uh, the state is divided. I mean, these things can be said a lot about America in general. But... You know, I focus on Illinois because a lot of it, it, it kind of comes back to, hey, look, it, there was not enough foresight done into, okay, well, we have a pension system, the largest population group at the time, baby boomers, they were paying into, they, they've been paying into it. Now they're reaching retirement age. And I mean, we, we, we don't have enough, we don't have enough people right now to kind of offset that. Illinois is losing people you know, taxes, whatever other avenues as far as income, you know, they're running people away from Illinois and the state still has this huge shortfall. There's been corruption to add on to that, uh, mismanagement, you name it. And I mean, you hear in the news about politicians almost seem like every other year or matter of fact, a few a year, uh, ex and current, you know, who have gotten caught up into some sort of corruption. And, uh, you know, that certainly doesn't help the situation, especially when, one, it was ignored to begin with. And you combine economic downturn, you know, recession of 2008. We're going through some economic downturns now. It doesn't really help. So, you know, we're, 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 we're using this project to try and help fix those issues. Chicago, if, you, if you've ever been here, uh, it has more or less three sides. It has a south side. It has a, uh, which is, you know, 
always featured on almost any sort of crime type of documentary or TV show because of, you know, the, 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 the crime rates here. Um, then we have, you know, the West Side kind of following similar suit, but the West Side a lot, there's, there's a lot of gentrification going on on the West Side. And that gentrification there, um, you know, it, it's kind of bringing changes to that community. Then you have the North Side, which is pretty much been Chicago's premier location. You know, it's home of the Cubs. And if you go to the North Side or any of these other two areas or sides of the city, you'll see a huge contrast. You know, there's not as many amenities that the North Side has. And yes, I'm driving while, while doing this recording. So if you hear background noise, I'm, I'm driving, I'm driving. I am a gig worker by day and pretty much, um, you know, I, I want to do things a little different. I want things to really be in the raw. At some point, I would like to get guests and, uh, you know, other people to, you know, kind of have a real, like, conversation with. And as this channel picks up, I will look to, you know, kind of get some engagement going. You know, that's the thing, you know. I, I don't know if, you know, maybe branding out social media pages. You know, everything's kind of in the raw. So it's, it's step by step. And I, and I do mean that. I mean, I'm doing this from straight from my phone. You hear the bumps, you hear the traffic in the background, all of the above. But not to get too side rail or derailed from that. Um, going back to what this project is seeking to do, we're, we're, we're just simply seeking to address these issues. You know, you, you, you go back to the city and how I said it's so segregated. You know, it's one big city. And I mean, you can even say that for pretty much the entire metro area, but the city, you can really see that. And the south side, which is where I'm based, a um, lot of lot of Mindy's aren't there. You have to go to the suburbs or you go downtown. And for conversation's sake, I'm going to just include downtown into as, as the north side since it parallels in terms of the amount of Mindy's and different businesses. Um, you, you have to go far out from the south side. West side is kind of the same story, but the west side is a, it's smaller. Uh, so I, I, I really have to say that in terms of the size, there's an advantage. Like it's not too far to go to the north side. It's not necessarily too far from downtown. And it's not too far from a neighboring suburb, Oak Park in River Forest, where a lot of Mindy's are as well. So there's a little bit of a benefit there, but the south side is by area the largest side of the city and it has a lot of potential and you know Chicago you know I, one thing I do have to give credit to the city it didn't necessarily gentrify in the sense other cities did but I mean it seems like not really much of anything has happened and you know I don't want to speculate because I don't know but um it, it hasn't really changed too much. I mean, yes, it's, I've seen the exodus of people, but uh, these areas on the south side, many of which, and, and there are a few areas I do want to say real quick, anyone listening, uh, there's areas like Hyde Parks, Hyde Park, excuse me, uh, Beverly neighborhood, uh, Chatham, and there are a few areas that have resources, and many of the other ones, uh, Inglewood, um, I'm, 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 I was just having a conversation, but Inglewood, uh, Roseland, uh, Morgan Park, 
I mean, Morgan Park's kind of close to the suburban area, so, and, and I'm not saying the whole area is, is totally desolate, but when you look at the amount of resources, um, it's definitely lacking. Uh, many parts of Roseland, there's some, there's been some development uh, with a, with a, uh, like a Pullman re, uh, retail district, and that happened maybe five or six years ago. There's a Walmart, Potbelly's, things like that, but not nearly as many as on the north side. And I've been to a few other cities. I've been to Denver. Uh, there, I don't really know the name of different areas, but areas that you know many locals will say like, "Hey, look, maybe you might want to avoid this area." You couldn't tell just by looking at it, you know what, you know was really a bad area. There were pockets that might have been rough, but in general, even the rough areas are kind of cleaned up looking. And I hear that's the same with New York City. A friend of mine just went to New York and told me a lot of things about it. But Chicago, it, it in itself has a long way to go. Uh, it has been affected by like similar problems the state has, like pension crisis, uh, offshoring. Keep in mind, Chicago was once part of the uh, Rust Belt. It is a Rust Belt city. I know many people might think of, okay, well, that's just Detroit, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. But pretty much all of uh, your Great Lakes was pretty much industrial corridor. And, you know, part of uh, the solutions, I've, as I said earlier, their YouTube videos, part of the solutions is, hey, look, you have to bring resources into these areas. You know, if we, we can figure out a way to do it where we don't drive people out, I would imagine. I'm not saying I have the answers, but certainly bringing resources, bringing jobs, that would be key to me. Uh, the, the city, uh, their response is to, you know, build a casino. And the casino does promise us some jump jobs. Um, these casino, this casino, Valley's uh, Casino, uh, it, it's going to be like a Las Vegas-sized casino. So definitely a big deal. And I believe there may be housing and other entertainment venues that will come along with it. But, you know, what? Where, where's the uh, high-tech industry? Or the tech jobs in the city, or you know, maybe some new industry. You know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe a uh, you know renewable energy type of uh, environment. Uh, Illinois once, well, excuse me, not yeah, Illinois, the state. Uh, they lost a bit recently to Indiana for a Samsung battery facility. You know, that's the kind of maybe industry. I'm, I'm you know, maybe should come here. I hope maybe Tesla, maybe bringing a uh, Tesla plant to Illinois, that might help things out. Um, that was pretty much a driving force for the city for a long time, the city of Chicago. It's centralized in a great location, uh, convenient to uh, the basically Great Lakes, uh, the St. Lawrence Canal. So basically there's a connection there to the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, you know the Mississippi River, again, a connection to the uh, Gulf of Mexico, the Atlantic Ocean again, um, and the railroad industry. So Chicago's in the pretty centralized area. Uh, it's just right now, the city and the state, not necessarily great for business. And uh, that's pretty much why I dove in on, on that on, on the video, both about the state and the city of Chicago. And we're going to continue doing uh, videos. Um, we, I, I'm looking, like I said, to do interviews and one of the videos coming soon uh, I will be speaking with someone with regards to criminal justice and their uh, and reform, and uh, 
you know, I would definitely give you guys an update on that. But those are kind of some of the things the project is seeking to do. Just simply help people and uh, work with others to make society better. So guys, uh, I, you know, this pretty much wraps up this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you like, subscribe, or whatever kind of applicable uh, response there is. And uh, I will see you guys. Well, I will tune in. Well, tune in later, guys. Definitely. Hey, guys. Unibot Bob here. Back with another podcast. So, we talked about in the last podcast, basically the hiatus, uh, project updates, uh, kind of dove into topics of like that we're doing the YouTube videos uh, to kind of address issues surrounding individuality, inclusion, and diversity, just to make a better humanity overall. We dove into like high-level things about like the city of Chicago, state of Illinois, uh, the city. More or less talked about how like, hey, look, there's segregated sides of the city. Uh, the affluent neighborhoods, all the resources are there. The south side lacks many of the amenities, resources, and it, 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 it almost looks like a totally different city. Um, there are pockets. Um, there, the Latinx community, there, there, there's a sense of community. Um, there are markets, there are things like that. But particularly in the African-American community, a lot of those resources, a lot of those amenities, they're not there anymore. They haven't been there since the 60s and the 70s. And, you know, basically, you know, during that period, you have the offshoring, a lot of jobs left, just a whole lot of political changes, uh, policy changes. You have uh, war on drugs during the Reagan administration. A lot of things were at play. I mean, the sense of community just isn't there how it was before. And I'm not saying that there aren't any businesses there. It's just that you have to go to centralized areas within the community and some areas within the African-American community may be a little out of reach and some areas are deemed as food deserts. Um, You have a lot of different corner store options, a lot of different fish and chicken type restaurants, but in terms of like diversity of options available, there, there, there aren't really too many. And there are, like I said, pockets in a very, very centralized area you'd have to go to to get that. And guys, I want to remind you, we're kind of following the same format before. I'm driving while doing the videos. You might hear background noise, traffic. I'm a gig gig worker by day. Uh, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub. And, you know, I can see firsthand the differences of different areas. Um, So... You know that's 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 one unique and I think fun aspect. You get to see a lot of lot of variety in terms of uh, options. So, you know that 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 that's kind of cool thing of being a, a gig worker. Set your own hours, be your own boss, things like that. I may even dive into that as another topic. There, there's good and there's bad, and I might talk about that in another uh, podcast and maybe even a related YouTube video. But going back to the community and the lack of amenities, I mean, it's definitely a problem. And, you know, there are factors at play. I mentioned, you know, politics during this time. Uh, offshoring is another factor uh, that definitely, you know, contributes to this drug drug epidemic. 
of the 80s, 90s, you know, things like that. Definitely kind of play into it, but also, too, there's also a lot of stigmatism, too, that kind of comes along with it. Yes, violent crimes is a problem, and I did talk about that in the Chicago video, but in terms of, like, other cities around the world and, you know, even other cities per capita here in the United States, um, Chicago isn't number one. It's, it's, it's a problem of major cities. Um, you know, Chicago is high. It is a problem. But I, I was having a conversation with someone about, you know, hey, you know, there's no 7-Eleven within the African-American community. Now, keep in mind, I did mention the Latinx community on the south side. Um, there are some resources. I mean, it still doesn't compare to the north side of the city, but there's at least a 7-Eleven within reach. Um, and, and I just use that because there's a lot of different corner stores. Um, and again, you know, grocery stores are more important in terms of the food desert part. We lost one. I'll touch on that in a little bit. But... I mean, in terms of convenience store options, a lot of the stores have really inferior brands. I mean, these are like brands that, I mean, like resale of Aldi's uh, chips marked up as well. All these brand peanut butter and all these brands, this or that, or, you know, Walmart, they're their in-house brand and it's been marked up considerably high. So these inferior brands, and, and I don't mean that they're necessarily like inferior, but these discount brands, they're being sold at the same rate that a, you know, more expensive brand would be sold at, at, at 7-Eleven. So it's like, you know, 7-Eleven takes EBT, um, but a lot of these offerings that they have, I do believe that our community would support, but yet there's no offering. Um, you know, that, you know, first thing that comes to mind is, well, hey, look, it's, it, the, the crime is, too high, you know, theft, robbery. But when you look at property crime and theft, um, it's 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 reasonably high in in, in, in these neighborhoods. I'm not gonna sit and say it's not, but in comparison to other cities, take Salt Lake City or 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 or, or Denver, or the property crime and theft is um, actually lower in Chicago than in these other cities. It's, it's, it's scarily how high it is in Salt Lake City, but even in their rough areas, there's a 7-Eleven even there. And, you know, I've, I've lived in Salt Lake City for a period of time and, um, you know, definitely kind of seemed to be sometimes in some sketchy areas. Excuse me. I, I don't, I don't want to say anything that's ill of anything, but you could tell that you were in a sketchy area. There were people hanging around the 7-Eleven, things like that. Um, so a lot of justification for why we can't bring things in our neighborhood. I, I, you know, that, that's some, that's media perception. Now, maybe some higher end, higher end stores and things like that. Maybe there may not be because of the income disparity and things like that, but a 7-Eleven or another everyday branded type of business that caters to the everyday person, definitely I, I, I feel that we should have. I mean, a lot of gas stations aren't even branding themselves out. We have a lot of sit-goes. There's a few BPs and things like that, but we have a lot of these off-brand stations. Uh, we have these things called Advanced, um, or we have these things called Golo gas stations. Um, 
if if you've been to Chicago, you you would definitely see. And these are oftentimes your branded gas stations that have been rebranded into this I don't know off name. And when businesses are in our neighborhood, it's always regarded as like this is a gift to you. And it it, it just doesn't quite add up. You know, I can certainly see again, you know, higher end stores like okay, well. Why hasn't Louis Vuitton opened up a store in these areas? Well, I, I get your argument to say like, okay, well, you have to have a certain income to support things. And, you know, it's a little bit of a different dynamic, but your everyday offerings, you know, a lot of those aren't there. And the numbers don't totally support the fact that they have they should, shouldn't come, you know, such as, okay, well, hey, look, um, property crimes is, 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 is high, the theft vandalism um it just isn't there and you know violent crime is high but again that's contract that's generally concentrated in you know pockets of the area as as a whole if you spread things out it's not quite as bad as numbers make it but again perception and i'm not gonna sit up here and say it's not rough i'm not gonna sit up and say these aren't problems but um maybe getting past some perception of like this neighborhood cannot sustain our business and I'm speaking on everyday offerings I don't believe that that's totally true so anyone listening you know Circle K's uh, 7-Elevens uh, Thornton which is a regional type of gas station convenience store offering um, would you consider looking at these areas you know put possible locations I, 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 I can truly say this that yes there are pockets of areas that okay well hey this is this is this is you know pretty rough pretty bad but in general you have a huge area and like I said there are spots there are pockets or concentrated areas where things happen and unfortunately it does make it look bad but I believe the numbers would support a 7-eleven or everyday offering along those lines within our area and, you know, if we're paying already a higher price because you say this is a price to do business to go to someone's food and liquor or someone's uh, market, which is really a kind of a dirty uh, store that sells, you know, Aldi's and Walmart in-house brands for steep prices. Uh, every now and then I'll, you know, and, and I do go in there for the f- sake of convenience. Every now and then I'll go in the store and, hey, look, you'll see a price tag from that in, from that store with the price that they have for the in-house brand on it. And you'll see the price offering for two to three times that amount. And if we're able to pay for that inferior or generic or in-house brand, the higher price or the equivalent of paying for the quality name brand item I would think that things would support or I would think that we would be able to support these top tier name branded everyday offering type of convenience stores markets, businesses Um, but you know we shall see um, and going back to that Whole Foods uh, we had a Whole Foods uh, within the heart of uh, Inglewood uh, pretty, pretty convenient area, you know, right off the Green Line transportation across from one of our city colleges, uh, Kennedy King College. You had that there. 
and it, I guess, apparently didn't do well. I, I know Whole Foods as a whole uh, is keeping Amazon afloat right now while the logistic nightmare is being handled. Um, but apparently that store didn't perform well enough. And, I mean, the store received a lot of uh, tax, basically, uh, breaks and maybe even a grant to build that store in, in, in the community. Uh, I understand that there are, there's talks with the mayor and the developers who secure another grocer. I don't know um, recent updates on it, but, you know, the Whole Foods closing... Um, you know that 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 kind of hurts. Maybe 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 if Whole Foods, maybe if the community didn't support Whole Foods, I, maybe they could put the Amazon Foods there. And I say that because Amazon Foods or the Amazon store, um, it tends to be more along the lines of everyday offerings. And in my opinion, it, it seems to be of the standard. The Amazon, I think they call it Amazon Fresh. You know, it seems to be prices prices seem to be pointed at more of an everyday target. Um, you know, everyday price as opposed to the uh, Whole Foods. So maybe that could be a viable option. You know, caters to kind of the same demographics I would say the Whole Foods does, but it also is within re more reach of the everyday consumer if they're suggesting that prices uh, maybe played a factor. Um, if, if they're saying prices are out of reach, the community couldn't support it. But I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm just not a big fan of, Hey, look, this is a gift to your area as, as, as if, I mean, it, it just doesn't sit well with me. You know, they're looking at numbers, businesses got to make money. I get it, but I, I just wouldn't use that terminology to, uh, you know, it really puts a certain group of people at a disadvantage by always referring to things as a gift to you and hey this is you know a blessing to you you sh you should be grateful and, and and I mean every you know I'm you know you should be grateful for anything but it's just not fair and the numbers are in my opinion suggesting that hey look you know things are at a point or are, are in is in a place where we can sustain things, but you know that is just my take. Um, if 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 the YouTubers are kind of who visit Chicago, I would implore them to kind of really take a look at that. You know, pull up some numbers. Maybe maybe I'm looking at the wrong data, but I I do believe that. Hey, look, put these amenities here. If uh, I mean, if you're saying that, hey, look, crime is so bad, things like that. I would say the numbers are saying, hey, look, we're, we're, we're ready for opportunity. And if you give someone opportunity, most people in general, I do believe, will take advantage of the opportunity. You know, if you're always saying that, hey, look, you know, things are bad. Crime is horrible. This is bad. You know, those kind of things, as if you raise a child, it's going to negatively impact them. So it's like invest in the community first. You know, provide opportunities in terms of job opportunities. E even those are somewhat out of reach. You know, outside of a, a service job within, you know, there's a few, you know, fast food offerings in our area. There's a few grocery store offerings. But 
outside that, many jobs available to are these like manufacturing jobs outside of skilled jobs. Skilled jobs are a little different. And that may be a whole other topic of its own within how that's working out. And, you know, how the pandemic has even impacted that. You know, that is a whole nother conversation in itself. But a lot of these job offerings that, hey, look, if you aren't skilled, you know, they're they're in the suburban areas. Uh, many of the factory jobs, the warehouse jobs, they're in the suburban area. They're not even here. I mean, they're old, maybe some old factories that look shuttered. And those mostly sit vacant. Or maybe the city's converted some of them into, you know, maybe some sort of internal storage but you know even the job offerings they're, they're just not here and you know i implore people or companies and the community get together hey look we need these offerings bring the industry here bring facilities here if manufacturing and logistics um certainly that strain well bring some of these facilities here amazon build a warehouse um uh, there's a huge parcel of land, and, and I'm and, and this is a speculative talk right here, because I don't know who owns the land plot. If there's, I certainly know these areas have sat vacant for years, but there's a pretty large area right along um, the railroad tracks uh, on 75th Street. Uh, it, it runs east and west. It's it's a, a rail line, and there looks to be like a pretty sizable. A patch of land that looks to be more or less a shutter warehouse. I know a church has developed one end of the area, and that may have been about 10 years ago, but a huge warehouse uh, type of facility. Maybe that could be a great place to put an Amazon warehouse. Hey, it's convenient to the uh, rail line over that area. Um, there's a plot of land uh, where the... Um, there's a Sears uh, store that was shuttered. They've demolished it. Uh, there was a movie theater there as well. It's been demolished. There's a grocery store in that area. Those have, you know, the grocery store, that building is still standing. The other two structures aren't there. Again, maybe another site for warehouse or some sort of logistics type of air, type of facility within the limits of the city, accessible to residents. Um, again, that area is adjacent to uh, another rail line. Uh, interesting enough, there's an NFT drawing that uh, I I did, um, and it it has a rail line in it, and it was inspired by where these two rail lines cross. It, it's it's uh, the Forest Hill Junction, and basically this area uh, is where a lot of trains pass by, and it's a diamond interchange, so they intersect. And this area is responsible for a lot of bottleneck and logistic delay. Hey, we have a group of people here. We have people looking for opportunity. And maybe these things could be opportunity, um, you know, to kind of, hey, fix these problems. The city received a lot of funding as part of that infrastructure bill. Um, I know things have been allocated. Uh, the, the Eisenhower Expressway, that needs to be um, overhauled. So that that and, and the city is and, and, and state and federal agencies are working to get that going and that and that's a project that's needed. But some of these other areas, these this is area of opportunity. Uh, another such area uh, on the city southeast side, uh, there were plans to develop an entire community. Uh, it was on the site of uh, the former U.S. Steelworks. 
uh, facility. This is a huge area. There were plans to build that up, uh, develop it, turn it into condos, housing opportunities, things along those lines. Uh, that, you know, nothing has really happened formidable, at least yet. And that's, that's been a plan for maybe the last maybe 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. I believe Mayor Daly was mayor of the Chicago when that was in the talks. It did not happen. Um, certainly bring jobs there. Uh, the Pullman area, uh, I I can see evidence where there is development of different warehouses and sorting facilities. And, and, and there is an Amazon facility in that area. Um, so that area does have, you know, some opportunity. Um, but again, the south side is very vast. It is the largest side of the city by far. Um, so these other areas, they're not necessarily that close. And, and from a public transit standpoint, I believe it's accessible, but it's not necessarily feasible. Uh, it's quite a distance. It's, 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 it's very far. You know, it's definitely uh, out of reach of many people who are looking, who's looking for work. And, you know, on, on, within the Inglewood area, these kind, these kind of offerings, you pretty much have to go to the suburban area or, or, or far out. I mean, the service jobs, you know, they're, 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 there's, there's a nice number of those. But uh, outside of, you know, working the retail environment, uh, the food service area, um, some of these other job opportunities, it, it's just not accessible. And again, even the food service offerings in our area, um, they're limited. And certainly stores and things like that, those are typically suburban or downtown or north side. Again, many of them, many of those offerings aren't concentrated in this area. So there's opportunity to say the least. And it's just a matter of people coming together and saying, hey, look, this is what we need. Invest. There may be need for policy change. Maybe uh, uh, the officials. Um, I'm not going to simply take side on one party or another in, 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 in this podcast, but hey, you know, if things aren't getting done, you might want to look to change um, who's representing you. And uh, that certainly may lead to things and, you know, petition those in place to uh, help you bring about those changes. Um, so I don't I'm not going to go ahead and rant rant per se, but certainly there's opportunity and it's just a matter of someone and a group of people looking collectively to invest in this area and I, I it will be beneficial to all if 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 people come together and decide to invest uh, so guys I do thank you for listening to this podcast and uh, like follow subscribe or whatever sort of applicable uh, response that's available and stay tuned for another podcast and more content on our other social media platforms <laughs>